the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, I'm Richard Zwicky with the Green Peak, um, and uh, joining me today on the uh, Green Peak is Rafael Canavas Newell, who is based out of Lima, Peru. Welcome, Rafael. Hi, Richard. How are you? A pleasure to be here with you at the Green Peak. Great having you on today, Rafael. And I think um, you know your background is significantly different than a lot of people who we've been talking to on the Green Peak, but also from uh, a lot of people who've entered into the medical cannabis industry worldwide as you came out of government relations at uh, British American Tobacco, and then coordinating um, for Chile, Argentina, Paraguay, and Bolivia, I believe was the last uh, part of your stint with British American Tobacco. Is that correct? Yeah, and Peru also. As, yes, as we of course. Were, um, yeah, managing regulatory affairs and corporate affairs uh, for what we called back then the Southern Cone Cluster. It was based in 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 uh, Chile, in Santiago. So yes, very interesting. And managing you know regulatory affairs of, of big tobacco is very very challenging. Yes, and you know that we talk about the uh, the implication involvement and the uh, depth of regulatory framework in cannabis, and don't realize or don't often don't acknowledge that there are other industries which have gone through very similar. Uh, depth of examination, and one of those being uh, tobacco. Um, in your in your travels and your experience working with governments, you know, uh, Chile, of course, was the first in the region you're dealing with, um, or the four the countries you were dealing with on behalf of British American Tobacco that went through a uh, medical f- cannabis framework for distribution using uh, foundations at first, and then some imports. Um, what are the parallels you're seeing between how governments are approaching a reporting and regulatory framework around uh, cannabis vis-a-vis what they have been doing for tobacco for the last few years? So, yeah, well, it's, uh, I would say that if you compare the, the, the tobacco uh, business or tobacco industry from a regulatory perspective versus what is happening in the, in the cannabis, there are, uh, in fact, some similarities in the sense that usually the countries, and I'm talking about Latin American countries, you know, they all work together either to put certain prohibitions, like in the case of, of tobacco, you know, or either by uh, uh, putting up a new regulatory framework for a new industry, like in the case of, of cannabis. So it was, uh, it's an interesting parallel, but in different ways, because in, in the tobacco industry, all countries, you know, they, they, compla- they comply with the FCTC of, of the World uh, Health Organization, trying to impose uh, much more restrictive, uh, uh, you know, procedures that become laws in the countries. So there's uh, less promotion. There's, uh, in fact, less opportunity to sell. They want to drive uh, volumes down in the tobacco uh, industry. While in the cannabis being such a, and I'm talking about medicinal cannabis, right? Uh, Being such a new industry, 
Again, all Latin American countries, they're working jointly you know, to try to understand this new industry. And they need, of course, to have a proper regulatory framework if they want to lead in this industry. So it's, a, it's an interesting uh, comparison between the two uh, uh, industries. It is, it is. And, you know, when we look at it, though, the tobacco industry um, has to deal with which government ministries vis-a-vis -vis the, you know, I know in Peru, you've got the involvement leading from uh, or the health ministry. You've got the production ministry involved, the agriculture ministry involved, the Ministry of Interior for Security involved. Um, finance is involved but what about tobacco how does that compare <laughs> and did so i miss a, any because <laughs> i know there's a lot no, of shelves <laughs> there's a, there's a lot but it's interesting because you know in in, in the tobacco industry um, um you, the, the ministry that is always you know against you it's it's like uh if you are in the tobacco industry your your, your main enemy is the ministry of health of course uh, there's <laughs> there's nothing to do uh regarding health with uh, uh tobacco but when you talk about medicinal cannabis, your, your ally in, in, in the ministries is the Ministry of Health. So it's curious because when I was working in Tobacco, the only ministry that I couldn't visit, you know, I was expelled right away, was the Ministry of Health. And nowadays, I'm working with the Ministry of Health in the cannabis sector. So it's, a, it's like the opposite. But uh, apart from that, I would say that uh, since the uh, cannabis industry is, is, is new and, and you know, I, I'll, I'll take as an example what's happening in, in Peru. You've got many ministries involved because uh, Latin America in, in, in general, there has been uh, lots of uh, security issues with respect to uh, um, illicit trade of, of uh, narcotics, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, Peru, Colombia, Bolivia, also Chile, Paraguay, you know, we've been sort of market leaders, you know, in exporting uh, uh, cocaine and illicit drugs. So when we talk about medicinal cannabis, even though it's medicinal, all countries in Latin America take it very seriously because they, they want to fall into the legal part and they want to avoid, of course, any illegality. So the Ministry of Interior, you know, law enforcement, the the DEAs of, of, of Latin America, they are very concerned and, and they want to work closely with the Ministry uh, of Health in this, in this matter. So everything is done uh, accordingly and, and properly. And of course, since Latin America, uh, and many of the countries uh, there are going to uh, produce medicinal cannabis, being this a plant, then it's the Ministry of Agriculture that has a, a a special role, you know, in understanding the plant, how it works, and 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 the ways how to promote uh, uh, cultivation of 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 this of this plant. So it's a mixture of of uh, many ministries involved right now. Uh, hopefully, in the future, we would have something like uh, in Uruguay. You know, Uruguay since the year 2013, and they have been pioneers in 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 this. There's this regulatory the IRCA, which is uh the the main head of all regulations is it's it's a, a one institute that regulates everything so so they have the power to regulate everything and that's good because you only have one entity you know that take care about uh the cannabis industry so hopefully in the future many countries such as uh, peru uh, mexico argentina colombia might migrate 
into something like uh, Uruguay, when you have uh, one entity that takes care of all regulations or regulatory matters regarding cannabis. I mean, that's that would be an ideal scenario for, for everybody because it gives clarity as opposed to when you have multiple uh, ministries involved in defining the regulatory framework for an industry, you always get conflict. And uh, that's not healthy as it develops. Now, actually, as you walk through the various ministries, how's the attitude shift from one ministry to the next around the medical cannabis industry? Beyond, you know, beyond, I know from my work down there with the, uh, with the various ministers and congresspeople in Peru, um, there was a huge concern about the uh, narcotics trade and black market and how to ensure that there was only going to be medical production. But as you walk through the various industries, how are they, how are they approaching it or looking at it from the perspective of uh, that conflict? And maybe what we should do is come back to that after, uh, after our next break, because that's a, uh, that's a very open-ended question. But, you know, I think speaking to it a little bit before we, as I was speaking, you know, from my first conversations in Peru where, you know, I helped uh, with the drafting of the law that ended up being passed, um, supporting and working with various Congress people advising her on that, uh, which was a period actually I met you as well. And then working on the uh, various drafts and looking at the regulatory framework, there was always a a very mindful eye towards the avoiding uh, any semblance of product moving out of the medical uh, regime. And after we come back, I'd like to talk about that a bit more at length. Coming back with Rafael uh, Canavas on The Green Peak in one moment. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him, think that's the point Download 
out and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. All right, we're back on the Green Peak with Rafael Canavas. And Rafael, just before the break, I was talking a little bit about you know my experience with the various ministries in uh, Peru and the very mindful eye and attention they've been paying to ensuring that the production that occurs within Peru is destined for the medical markets and not going anywhere else. Um, how does the attitude change as you're working through the different ministries in terms of how to handle the plant, but also just the concerns? So, so yes, there uh, has been, and it's still going on, an evolution uh, with regards to uh, regulations in, in Latin America and in, in general. Uh, this all started uh, from a medical perspective, of course, because we're talking about medicine and all of this. So it was basically the uh, commissions of health. It was the Ministry of Health, the ones that have or started to push, you know, uh, regulations. But uh, then uh, after they started to, you know, deep dive into the regulations and they started to see, okay, who will provide medicine for local uh, citizens or the population of, of, of each country, then they started to see, or you can start to see that there are like two um, uh, ways in which these regulations are moving. One would be that they, they are trying to uh, foster uh, importation of products, while the other group of regulations, they are more into trying to produce them locally. So that's, that's when you, uh, if, if you want to produce, you see other ministries getting involved uh, with their own view of regulations, like the Ministry of Agriculture, of course, if they want to produce, they need to uh, uh, establish uh, proper procedures, you know, for, for lands, for agricultural planning of, of the canaries, um, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you've got uh, all the laboratories or the pharmaceutical industries that uh, would need to develop the, the, the medicine. So this is shifting. And, and I would say that in, in, in Latin America, um, I, I mentioned Uruguay has, has uh, legalized cannabis and it's the only country uh, in, here in the region that is uh, medicinal, but also adult use. But you, you've got Chile in 2015, Colombia in 2016, and in 2017, there was Argentina, Mexico, Peru, in 2019, Paraguay and Ecuador. So this is moving uh, recently, you know, and, and as uh, regulators and uh, governments get more into uh, the matter, they start to realize, okay, this is in fact a, a medical um, uh, issue, okay, but there's also an industry behind this. And, and uh, countries such as Colombia and, of course, uh, Peru, they're thinking, okay, there's there's many things that we can get out of this uh, new industry. You know, there's job creations. Of course, there's going to be uh, uh, taxes. Um, uh, there's there is uh, a lot of things that can happen if we regulate properly. You know, 
So it's 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 evolving right now, but it's it's very interesting. And there's a shift, you know, from an only medical perspective in a wide open view of an industry uh, that uh, can have a positive impact in nations. Yeah, no, and that shift is uh, remarkable um, in how quickly it's been happening down in Peru and others because, you know, I know when I was first visiting with government officials there two and a half years ago or so, um, how far it's come since that point, or maybe almost three years ago now. Um, but what about the market participation? So the Peruvian, you know, the regulations are, you know, some have been published, uh, others are out for review, they're coming into full force very quickly. Um, but then it requires market participation and it requires a lot of investment to build a medical cannabis facility. Um, and not just to supply Peru, but supply the world, because Peru is really one of the world's bread baskets, supplying almost 14% of the world's agricultural produce uh, for, as food supply to the world. Uh, Peru punches far above its weight in terms of uh, production and yield from within a, you know, what's relatively speaking a small country population-wise, uh, definitely... Uh, oversupplies the world vis-a-vis -vis its uh, positioning. And it's quite honestly, there's no reason for that not to happen with medical cannabis as well. But for that to happen, it requires a lot of participation and coordination and collaboration because it's not one who will succeed, it's the industry. What are you seeing in uh, Peru as far as market participation from various entities? Are people still trying to figure out how or are there uh, many groups that are becoming more active and looking to produce. I know there's a lot of groups looking to import into Peru, um, but not as many that are looking to produce yet. What are you seeing? Yeah, it's, it's a mixture of, of both. Uh, I would say that there are like, I would say 40 to 50 organizations slash companies that are interested uh, right now here in the country. Uh, some multinationals, as Canopy Spectrum, Kyron is, is, is here also, others that are looking closely as, as uh, uh, Tilray and Aurora, you know. Of course, Plena, we, we, we are there. And there are some uh, small uh, or local groups, you know, some of which uh, have experience in the agriculture sector, others in the pharmaceutical sector, others that don't have, and they're looking for partnering. But um, it's, it's I, I mean, every twice a week I'm meeting with somebody that's either interested in partnering or, or they have something and they want to invest. It's a, it's a vivid uh, uh, industry that is, uh, you know, uh, starting. And, and I would say, you mentioned something that is very important. Uh, even though the law is in place uh, since the year 2017 and the regulatory decree in Peru was approved uh, this year, there are still some pending matters that uh, the ministries are um, uh, uh, approving and publishing, but uh, there are others that are still pending. So uh, until that happens, I guess that um, um, some potential investors in the industry, they, they, they are still waiting to see uh, what will happen. Once these are all set, which should happen anytime soon, I guess that, you know, uh, we could uh, double the the amount of potential investors or or organizations that are interested in in, in cannabis here in in, in the country. And, and let me re, uh, uh, just you mentioned something that is very important, Peru, about uh, food production. 
And and I yep. always use this example of of uh, the blackberries, the blackberries case here in in, in Peru. And you know, uh, if you go back uh, seven or eight years uh, um, in, in in Peru, there were no blackberries, none at all. I mean, it was people say, well, "What is that?" I mean, you know, uh, no, nobody knew about blackberries. And uh, you know, it, it started uh, uh, as a little crop by by uh, some. Uh, local uh, uh, farmers and nowadays you know there are 10,000 hectares of, of land being cultivated with uh, uh, blackberries it's almost 840 million dollars in, in exports for these years and, and exports to blackberries from Peru they're going to 24 countries and you've got eight layers locals as uh, OC blue family tree hortifruit so you know if if I, I like to use this example because it's going to happen the same with with a cannabis uh, sector from the agricultural perspective. Absolutely, we've got, we've got the climate, we've got everything. It's it's all positive, and and uh, you know it's it it will become a a, a big player in the cannabis uh, uh, sector industry. It it will, and I know I'm um, you know speaking with some people from Mission and others. You know, they have a general rule of thumb that if they get a pound per square foot of avocados in California, they get four pounds in Peru. And we see it on the farm, uh, the facility we've uh, that's becoming part of Plena, which is a 27 million square foot uh, organic farm that's been producing on uh, just under half of it has been used for production of organic lemons. And then there's a chunk which is for organic pomegranates. Um, but as you say, blackberries are recent. These lemons, you know, Peru has the history with limes, uh, but the yellow lemons that so many people are familiar in North American Europe uh, in the grocery stores are, have been foreign to Peru. And uh, the yields we're getting uh, and the farm is getting out of, uh, out of Peru are such that within a you know, few years, it's become the single largest supply of organic lemon uh, production for uh, coming out of Peru but heading into Europe. And that just speaks to how fast an industry can ramp up in Peru, but also the dynamic yields that are so much stronger than anywhere else, um, which is why the medical cannabis industry really is taking a long, hard look at the opportunity there because of what it really represents. And that's why we entered that space very, very early and are looking forward to developing it. So when we come back from the break, actually, I think what we should speak about is... uh, some of the investor interest and what it's going to take from a capitalization perspective to really bring Peru up quickly to the world. So coming back in uh, just a couple of minutes with uh, Rafael Canavas and talking about the regulatory framework in Peru and investor participation and interest going forward. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. 
Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at what that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the cannabis summit of success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. All right, we're back with the Green Peak today. I'm Richard Zwicky, and joining us is Rafael Canavas out of Lima, Peru. And Rafael, you know, the industry in Peru is really about to break open um, as the government is entering 2020 on the edge of starting to have in place a process by which it can provide the licenses for cultivation and laboratories and everything else to the market and the steps that'll go through. But I know from many discussions we've had, there's a lot of investor interest in Peru for participation in the industry, but they want to participate in companies that are operating within Peru, not just go into the world markets. They want to invest in their backyards. Um, that interest has been building over the last couple of years. I know my discussions started well over two and a half, almost three years ago with stakeholders down there um, looking at participating and wanting to participate. How broad is that uh, level of participation and how many conversations do you have on a weekly basis with people who are looking to get involved and who a year ago wouldn't have considered it? <laughs> yes, there's there's a lot of interest. Um, I would say I, I mentioned the example of the blackberries. In fact, uh, many of the current uh, blackberries players, you know, they they are seeing um, um, the cannabis industry as an opportunity, you know. And uh, I've met several of them. You know, they 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 are trying or they are in the process of analyzing uh, how to invest in this new uh, industry. And uh, there are other players from the avocado sector, you know, big agricultural uh, companies that they have land, uh, they have uh, agricultural know-how, okay, and they want to get into this business. But uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting because if you see the regulatory framework, and, and, and I, wa I want to, you know, mix the regulatory framework with the agricultural part of it, uh, in the country, in order for you to produce uh, cannabis um, uh, and, and, and farm, you know, a cannabis plant, you need to be a licensed uh, laboratory, you know, GMP certified. So 
it's 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 an interesting mixture of a pharmaceutical company with an agricultural company. It's it's like you need to mix both, you know, in order to uh, be a player in the cannabis industry. So when you talk with these big agricultural guys, they lack the other, you know, they lack the, the, the pharmaceutical perspective. So nowadays, many of them are thinking about uh, partnering, you know, uh, uh, you know, the the the, the 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 proper partnership would be a big pharma company with a big agricultural company. You know, they, they come together and they have the knowledge from, from both worlds. Um, but uh, it's not that easy. So I would say there is a lot of uh, interest. Um, it's not that easy. It's not, it's not like if, if you are in the blackberries and, and then uh, you, you are going to change uh, your crop from you know, blackberries to grapes or you want to add grapes. No, this is, this is a different thing. We're talking about medicinal cannabis. So uh, if you want to get into the business, there's more knowledge into it. It's, it's, as I mentioned before, a mixture of, of pharmaceutical industry with the agro industry. So yeah, and that's that's really important because I think you know with the investor interest that is a uh, is seated across Peru in participating in this industry, which everybody recognizes with uh, Peru's position in the world. You know, it's ready to be one of the leading, if not the leading, uh, production zones for medical cannabis as a whole. But investors have to be careful uh, in terms of how and where they invest, because you know it's not a it's not a simple crop. It's not as straightforward as planting blueberries and then shipping them, even though there has to be a food grade uh, production plan or better than food grade with into GMP, which is foreign to a lot of, you know, the GMP standards and EU GMP standards that are required are foreign to a lot of the agricultural participants. And it's a long learning curve, uh, not just in terms of how to do it, but from an implementation perspective. And those who think they can just enter that market and have a license overnight are going to be in for a rude awakening. And investors need to be uh, mindful of that as well. But you know, is there that level of sophistication in the conversations at this stage that people are asking the questions about how to reach that standard or are they just looking for places to invest? Is it still early, so early that the investor is learning what are the right questions to ask in Peru? Yes, yes, they, they are in that stage. It's, it's still in, in an early stage. Um, they are, they're trying to you know, understand uh, all the regulatory uh, implications and and where is it best, you know, to to invest. If it's either um, partnering, maybe, or or if a big company as as uh, you know that has the know how already in place or that has brought it from from uh, overseas into into the country, uh, apart from you know uh, having your own land and doing it by by yourself. So. It's 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 interesting because conversations are are, are going, you know, and uh, there is there is uh, money behind this uh, big industry that it's uh, starting to, I would say, flourish here in in, in the country. Fantastic, and uh, thank you very much for joining us today on the Green Peak, Rafael. Um, any last thoughts about that you'd like to share with people from around the world looking at Peru as the the potential next big opportunity from a uh, production worldwide. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you, Richard, and the and the Green Peak. Yes, I, I would say that uh, uh, all in all, Latin America is moving in the right direction with respect to medicinal cannabis. 
and particularly uh, Peru with uh, its, its law and its uh, regulations that are uh, in place, uh, they are aiming you know, at becoming uh, the number one producers of the world of uh, medicinal cannabis. And, and I think that, as I mentioned, the Blackberry case, you know, Peru will reach uh, that goal. Oh, I agree. I think uh, it's just going to be a question of time. And of course, the one thing that uh, people don't factor in and the governments, when they don't go as quick as possible vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the world, there's a lot of capital costs that go into developing this industry. And once companies have invested the capital elsewhere, they're slow. They're slower to deploy in the future. So there's going to be, you know, there needs to be a good uh, Peruvian participation in uh, companies that want to operate in Peru to make it really happen and happen quickly. Um, otherwise, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer than anyone would hope. But the, uh, you know, we've always looked at Peru as being the big uh, opportunity in the world market. And uh, it's nice to see it that in 2020, uh, that potential is going to start unlocking. So thank you, everybody, who's been listening today. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak, and we've had Rafael Canavas joining us today. Uh, great experience running uh, from, uh, not running from, but managing um, government relations for British American Tobacco and now into the medical cannabis industry in, uh, in Latin America, and particularly through Peru, Bolivia, Chile, Argentina, and uh, Paraguay. And those insights are uh, amazing for listeners around the world because people don't you know, always have to remember how different the markets are globally. And uh, you know, we say all politics is local, but all regulations are local too, leading to a world market. And sometimes we don't recognize how different those are. Thanks for joining us today, Rafael. And thanks to everyone for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.